Welcome to the Glean Podcast, fastest hour of the week. We're glad to have you on tonight. We're going to continue uh, our study of the book of Revelations. We're going chapter by chapter. And uh, like we start out every week, Revelations uh, chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed is he that readeth. So we believe that as we study the word, we study this book of the victory of the church. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that we will be blessed. may not understand it all the first go around, but nonetheless, if we read it with an open heart, God will bless us. And we believe the Holy Spirit will come right where you are as we're discussing this, and he'll open up your spiritual eyes to be able to see the things that we're discussing. And uh, we're going to be here in chapter 14. Starting, and I'm going to go ahead like I did last week and just read through this chapter, and then we'll go back through and take a few verses at a time and explain what's going on here. But starting chapter 14, uh, verse 1, it says, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters and like the voice of a loud thunder. And I heard the sound of the harpists play in their harps. They sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones that were not defiled with women, for they are virgins, They are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Then I saw another angel flying in the uh, midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give him, and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth and the sea and springs of water. And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of wrath of her fornication. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night, who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here in 
<clears throat> here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And then I heard the voice of heaven saying to me, Right blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their work follows them. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. The other angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Thrust in your sickle and reap, for the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle and on the earth, and the earth was reaped. Then another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, who had power over fire, and he cried with a loud cry to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. So the angel thrust his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled out uh, outside the city, and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridle for 1,600 furlongs. So what we see here is when we're looking at verses, the first five verses, um, one through five, this is going back talking about the 144,000, which to get a, a good description, then we go back to chapter seven mm-hmm. where it describes it. But what it's looking at is this is uh, where the lamb and the 144,000 are standing together at Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is uh, I, the way I understand this, the first five verses it has leaped to the very end of the tribulation when yeah. Jesus is getting ready to establish his kingdom. But first, he's going to completely wipe out the Antichrist and the Antichrist system. Mm-hmm. And this is when, after this battle, is when Lucifer will be cast into the lake of fire or enchained for a, a season of time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, during this time, you know, that right before this part happens verses one through five. This is where, if you go back to the pod, previous podcast in Norma four, you have the, the two witnesses. Mm-hmm. This is at the last leg of the, the uh, seven year peace treaty that they want to call it. But it's really seven year tribulation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this is, this is the, the culmulate. This is the buildup. This is the crescendo. I guess you want to call it. Uh, it's going to be the end end of all shows that's ever been the mightiest thing that you'll ever see happen um, is happening here in those first five verses. But um, the 144,000 and Jesus, and then on top of that, we're going to get to join in on this this whole uh, battle here that's going on. But uh, I think those things is going to be exciting uh, to look forward to especially if, if you're the church uh, caught up before all this other stuff's been happening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, you got anything on the first five verses there? Uh, well, the only thing I, I would say is, uh, you know, that they were 
uh, actually, uh, I believe they were caught up before the throne of God uh-huh. uh, at mid-tribulation. Mid-tribulation, yeah. And, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, it says because they were redeemed mm-hmm. from the earth. Yeah. So it indicates they were caught up and they were before uh, Mount Zion, which in heaven. Yeah. You know, but uh, again, uh, you know, to fully understand, uh, you know, that the what what I think has uh, maybe confused a lot of people is uh, the resurrection and what we we call the rapture. Uh, you know, actually, the resurrection, first resurrection, mm-hmm. Jesus talked about that in John's gospel. And he said, there's a resurrection unto life, which is the first resurrection. Right. There's a resurrection to damnation, which is the second resurrection of the wicked dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, but First uh, Corinthians 15, uh, you know, tells verse, begins at verse 20. And talks about that Christ now is, you know, is talking about if Christ be not risen from the dead, yeah. then our faith is in vain, our preaching is in mm-hmm. vain, and we're still dead in our trespasses and sin. And then verse 20 starts, but Christ is risen. Yeah. Thank God, <laughs> you know. Right. And uh, so uh, actually, Christ was the first person resurrected from the dead to immortality, never to taste death again. Now, there were others, even in the Old Testament and in the, you know, before uh, Christ's resurrection that was raised from the dead. Lazarus, you know, of course, Christ raised Lazarus from the dead, but they died again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Jesus was the first one raised to immortality, never to taste death again. So that was the beginning of the first resurrection. Yeah. And then it uh, goes on to say uh, that uh, after his resurrection, it says in many of the saints which slept, Mm -hmm. rose and walked from the the streets of Jerusalem. And uh, evidently they were caught on up to heaven because it it doesn't mention them anywhere else Mm -hmm. uh, in the scripture. And then it said, every man in his own order. Right. So, uh, you know, we I think we mentioned this several uh, chapters back, uh, you know, that uh, God always does everything in order. In order. There's no chaos mm-hmm. whatsoever in the operation of God and what he does. It's always decent and in order. Mm-hmm. And uh, then... We see the hundred and forty-four thousand was, as you mentioned earlier, was sealed out of the uh, twelve tribes of Israel yeah. back in chapter seven, and they preached the gospel. The twelve hundred forty-four thousand out of the twelve tribes, and uh, uh, you know the as you read on, it gave a description of them, and uh, evidently they were unmarried because it says they were virgins, mm-hmm. and uh, they had nothing to hinder them, you know, yeah. by uh, not having a wife or children to care for. Mm-hmm. and But they spent that time proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And no doubt, uh, you know, many of them 
uh, were one to the Lord through their ministry. And uh, the 144,000 was referred to as the first fruits of unto God and to the Lamb, that is, out of Israel. Right. You see? Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, he uh, always uh, receives a first fruit. Mm-hmm. In and, of course, Jesus was not only uh, part of that being first fruits, uh, but also to the Gentiles. Right. You know, because he uh, turned the gospel to the Gentiles over in Acts chapter 10 mm-hmm. when he sent Peter down to Cornelius' house. And uh, so uh, when you understand that there is a order to the resurrection, then you can understand why we believe the rapture will be called up. Mm-hmm. You know, the church will be called yeah. up because we're a part of that first resurrection. Yeah. And uh, I believe it's in Revelations, the 20th chapter, where it says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Yeah. Of such, the second, he refers to it as a second death. Yeah. He says, The second death hath no power right. over them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the second death is referring to the second resurrection, mm-hmm. which is a resurrection of the wicked dead. Yeah. And they was, of course, stand before the great white throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We as believers, uh, the scripture tells us that, uh, you know, all believers will appear at the judgment seat of Christ. Mm-hmm. That's different from the great white throne. Great judgment. white throne judgment. And so we are, we're all going to stand before Christ in the uh, mm-hmm. judgment seat of Christ to give an account of what we've done. Uh, you know, with the talents and the mm-hmm. ability that he gave the call on our life. Did yeah. we do what he, uh, you know, assigned for us to do? And uh, so, and then we'll, of course, be rewarded if our works, if our motives and, uh, you know, all was uh, right, you know, in what we did and we were not doing things uh, to try to manipulate or coerce people. Uh, in a wrong way mm-hmm. for our own personal gain, then we will receive a reward. Uh, and, of course, our works will be tried by fire, as it were. And uh, if we build upon wood, hay, and stubble, yeah. of course, that it will be burned Burn up. Away. Mm-hmm. But uh, we will still be saved. The Bible says that our spirit may yet be saved as by, uh, as by fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but hopefully, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure all of our works are not going to be perfect, but, uh, yeah. you know, if our heart and our motives towards what we've done in serving God, uh, you know, is good and it's tried by, uh, fire, we've built a, you know, a, upon our lives with, uh, gold and silver and precious stones and mm-hmm. of the such. Uh, you know, it said we would receive a reward. And uh, that will determine, I believe, uh, you know, what we will, of course, be doing mm-hmm. when in the millennial reign of Christ. You know, mm-hmm. we have been raised up to be kings and priests unto mm-hmm. God and, and to Christ. Yeah. And we will serve with him, you know, during that thousand-year millennial reign. Yeah. I like when I was 
looking over this earlier today, uh, verse 2, where it said, and I heard, and this again is John, and John is having to convey or write down what he was seeing and hearing, but he he's in heaven seeing these yeah. things uh, as things he's never seen before, so he has to liken them to things that people are used to on earth mm-hmm. so that they will understand what he's he's seeing here. And he said, I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters mm-hmm. and like the voice of loud thunder. And what I was when I was thinking about that, water, many waters, you know, when it floods and things, it has power. Mm-hmm. But yet many waters at the same time, how awesome is it when you're at the beach to, to sleep with the window open or if yeah. you're at, in the mountains and you sleep by a river mm-hmm. and that, that running water is peaceful. It brings rest. But yet at the same time, he said it was as loud thunder. And what I was looking at in that is for those of us that believe God, that that are saved, Mm -hmm. his voice is like many waters. It's Mm -hmm. peaceful. But yet for those that are maybe marked or running from God or have took the mark of the beast and have denied Christ, it's as that loud thunder. It's Mm -hmm. powerful and frightening. Yeah, you know, so that it's. I think the way John was saying this is he's trying to show that there's two different sides to, to that voice, mm-hmm. but it's depending on which side of Christ you're on. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but um, then it goes on verse six, and this is where it's talking about these these three angels <clears throat> during the the last part of the tribulation that have a very pivotal part in what's going on. And he said that I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, they, this angel will be, some people, I don't know if they think maybe it's a literal angel, but from what I've studied and, and read on, that why the, the two prophets are... Uh, you know, uh, preaching there in Jerusalem that during that three-and-a-half-year period that these angels will also be going to tribes and tongues because mm-hmm. there's always going to be a group of people somewhere just like now. Uh, you know, there's tribes that have not been reached yet yeah. by technology. Um, so they can't stream the gospel in, and they, they may not have a— a church there or Mm -hmm. some of those things going on. So Jesus can't come back until the word has been preached to every nation, tribe, and tongue. So to make that happen, I believe that God's going to send angels. I believe he's already done that in some cases. We've heard stories where ministers have finally made it to these remote villages and they begin to talk to the chiefs of the tribes and they begin to describe Jesus, and then they be, oh, yeah, we know him. We've mm-hmm. met him. And they begin to talk about how angels have ministered to them. So while they're doing what they're doing, you're going to have an angel that's going forth, and it's preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it adds to the agony and frustration of the Antichrist and the Antichrist system because through the two prophets and this angel, they'll prove to people that he'll not be able to fulfill and do what he's saying he can do and, you know, more or less hold up his end of what he's promised. Yeah. 
over in uh, Romans chapter 1, you know, it uh, uh, in verses 19 and 20, it it says uh, uh, that the because of that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Mm-hmm. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, right, being understood by the things which are made, even His eternal power. And Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So, uh, you know, God is saying here through the uh, Apostle Paul that uh, these tribes, like mm-hmm. you were talking about, that maybe a, a, a missionary or mm-hmm. an evangelist or whatever has never reached them, mm-hmm. they can know there is a supreme being mm-hmm. who has created everything. Yeah. They may not know him as Jesus, yeah. you know, but uh, they know there is a, a supreme being that has created everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, you uh, even the Native American Indians, mm-hmm. uh, you know, while they say they believe in the great white spirit. Well, what is that? what are they talking about? Evidently, even in the, uh, America, Mm-hmm. you know, before it was ever settled by, you know, the white man, so to mm-hmm. speak, uh, the, it says that a great white spirit had a, appeared to them. And, uh, you know, of course, a lot of them may, like even today, may not have received him, uh, you know, and rejected him. But I believe there were many that believed, even though they may have believed that the eagle was a sign of a, uh, some kind of God or something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and other thing, uh, but in nature, but actually what Paul is saying here by nature or by creation, right? even though they, uh, never heard of Christ, never heard of Jesus, they can know there is a supreme being right. that has created mm-hmm. the heavens and the earth by nature. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, you know, because it, he goes on here to say too, that angel, what he'll be saying is fear God and give him glory for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth and the sea and springs of water. Hmm. So like you're even said, they will know by nature itself. Yeah. He made those things. Yeah. Then that's one of the angels. Another of the angel is going to be flying around and proclaiming. It says the other angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, it is fallen, the great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Then the third angel follows him, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself, now notice that, he himself, that's the person who has received the mark and has denied God, shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength mm-hmm. into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the Lamb. And then it says, and the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever, and there will be no rest day or night 
who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Now, the second angel is going to be going around kind of going along with also complimenting what the, the two prophets will be doing, the two witnesses, because he'll be proving that nothing that Satan is trying to do or the Antichrist is working. It's all falling. It's all crumbling. Mm-hmm. The third angel, and this is where I, I want to spend, I just I really felt strong on this, but I wanted to spend a little bit of time here because the third angel is letting people know. It, to me, it's the final warning, you know, uh, to either give your life to Christ, to, to, to serve God, mm-hmm. but if you take the mark. Yeah. And, and what, I don't know if people realize, but what he's talking about, from verses 10 to, to um, 11, 10 and 11 there, you're talking about hell, mm-hmm. literal hell. And I know there's a lot of, well, I don't know if there's a literal hell. Well, I don't want to find out. <laughs> but according to Scripture, there is. There is, yeah. And it says, you know, that God's wrath, the full strength, you know, uh, we've got some stuff at home. It's a concentrated Lysol or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, that you you you're supposed to pour in mop water, but just a little bit of it, mm-hmm. and it's real. I think doctor's office uses it stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, I was doing my hu- husbandly duties the other day, and mm-hmm. I was mopping, and I seen that stuff, and I didn't really pay attention, so I didn't just pour a cap full. I poured it till I felt in my spirit I didn't need to pour anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I give it the good measure, pressed down, shaken together, pour. And then I poured the hot water in, but what I realized, just what little bit that I did over what was supposed to be, it was so strong and pungent, I couldn't even hardly mop in the house because it was like burning my eyes and my nose, and the smell was, you couldn't get it out. I mean, it was a good clean smell, but it was too strong. Mm -hmm. But what would have happened if I'd have poured that whole bottle in there? And, you know, I, I used that analogy or that that parallel just this is not a diluted this is the full wrath Mm -hmm. of god the full judgment of god not diluted down there's no grace there's no mercy the blood of christ is all that is none of that's taken into effect here it's the pure judgment of god his wrath Mm -hmm. because from the beginning of time he has watched satan destroy the earth he's watched him corrupt the people of the earth. He's watched him lie to people and cause people to lust after their, the flesh and, and to turn away from God and be anti-God. He's, and this is it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's the full wrath that was meant just for Satan and his angels, but because these people, mm-hmm. and see, it, that's the full wrath that was, Satan's a spirit. Yeah. The angels are a spirit. These people have flesh. And what they have to understand is there's no rest day or night. Mm-hmm. You, you can't run from the flames of hell. And it's not like, well, it'll burn and then I'll just get used to it. No. No, <laughs> you're not going to. But you're going to be there forever. There, there's, no, there's no do-over. It's not a 30 days in the pen and after that you get out and put back in the common lockup, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it's hell. I mean, it's flames of fire that you cannot quench day and night 
nonstop. And this is what I, I, you know, really wanted to impress upon people that, you know, there's a heaven to gain, there's a hell to shun. And at this point, if you've taken the mark of the beast, it's not going to work out good for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it, uh, I know in uh, Isaiah, I believe, Isaiah 66, it talked mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, that there are certain Sabbaths and moons that, uh, uh, you know, the earth will be opened up and yeah. the natural people still here on earth mm-hmm. uh, will be able to, you know, look down into hell and see the worm. Yeah. You know, uh, it's what it calls it. I believe it's talking about their spirit. Uh, and where the fire is never quenched. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, see, and uh, that, like you said, it's forever. Yeah. And uh, people, I know they say, uh, you know, that uh, that there's no such thing as, uh, uh, you know, literal hell. But... Uh, you know, in Luke's gospel, it was talking about uh, uh, the rich man and Lazarus. Yeah. You know, and uh, it said, you know, by and by, where the rich, uh, Lazarus sat at the rich man's gate and begged, you know, mm-hmm. he was poor. And, but it said he died. <clears throat> and uh, uh, I, I guess it'd be all right to put in a little funny right here. <laughs> uh, you know, there was a preacher one time. I, I know he didn't have much education, but uh, uh, the story was told to me that, uh, you know, he was reading that, and he said uh, the Bible even told what uh, the rich man's uh, dog's mm-hmm. name was, yeah. that his name was Moreover, because it said Moreover the dog. Yeah. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, Lazarus died, and the Bible says the angels bore his soul away into the bosom of Abraham. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, then it said by and by the rich man died. Mm-hmm. But it didn't mention nothing about no angels bearing his soul away. Yeah. I believe it, if it was anything, they were demons got a hold of him and drag him down into hell, you know. Yeah. But we find that there were, uh, you know, the paradise side, which uh, was Abraham's bo- uh, bosom, and then there was the torment side. Mm-hmm. And Lazarus, I mean, the, the rich man, he could look, said there was a, a great uh, chism, or, you know, between mm-hmm. them. Uh, or a great gap, I guess you could say, uh, and one could not pass from one side to the other. Mm-hmm. But the rich man, being tormented, he could see Lazarus in Abraham's bosom mm-hmm. being comforted. Yeah. And he cried out, you know, Father Abraham. You see, he, he knew. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't somebody that never heard, you know. He knew, and he said, uh, let let Lazarus come and just dip his finger in water and touch the tip of my tongue, for I'm in these flames of torment. Mm-hmm. Now I've heard uh, you know people say that uh, they believe that was a parable that it wasn't a real story, 
But you'll notice in all the parables that Jesus taught, he never used a person's name. It'd be, a, say, a certain man or yeah. a certain place or a certain city or whatever, but he never used name. But in this passage of Scripture, he he didn't tell the name of the rich man, but he used Lazarus' name. Mm, yeah. See? And so I believe that it's a literal thing that happened, you know. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, this rich man, he, he said, I'm, I'm in flames of torment, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, if you think about it, Jesus talked more about, you know, mm -hmm. the doing what's right, accepting the law of God at that time, mm -hmm. you know, so that they would not go to hell, mm -hmm. but rather that they would go to heaven. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we know from uh, studying the Bible in the book of uh, uh, Ephesians, chapter 4, it talked about he that ascended. That's talking about Christ. Yeah. What is it? But first he also descended mm -hmm. into the lower parts of the earth, and he led captivity captive mm -hmm. and he gave gifts unto men well he's talking about i believe that when christ died on the cross he descended first mm -hmm. into the lower parts of the earth where abraham's bosom mm -hmm. was where paradise was yeah and all of those who had died in faith believing that the messiah would yeah. come and take you know forgive them of their sin and, uh, you know, take them to paradise. Uh, and uh, it said, so when Christ ascended up then mm -hmm. to heaven, uh, he took them with him. Yeah. You know, at their spirit, yeah. you know. But uh, the Bible also says, I believe it's in Isaiah, that it says, hell hath enlarged itself. Right. You see, so when all of them that believe in the Messiah was mm -hmm. that he would come and, and deliver them from their sin. Uh, when he took them up to heaven and gave gifts unto men that, uh, hell enlarged itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, the reason I can say with all assurity, just as sure as I believe yeah. there's a heaven, mm-hmm. Uh, that we are going to go to when we leave this world, if we know Christ, yeah. uh, there's a literal hell, too. Mm -hmm. I've had people to tell me that uh, hell was what we went through here in this life. <laughs> well, you know, we, I know there's people that have uh, gone through some difficult times, difficult situations, and, and a lot of times life don't seem like it's fair, Yeah, you know, because of certain things that happen. But uh, if you think what you've gone through in this life is hell, mm, yeah, you, according to what the Bible says about it, it's, it's nothing compared mm -hmm. to what literal hell is. You know? Yeah. And uh, it says that there's torment forever and ever. Yeah. Never. Will they ever, the fire that torments them, yeah. will it ever be quenched? Never. Never. Yeah. And I, I believe that. I, I just choose to believe what the Word of God says about it. And yeah. that's why we have to, you know, as a believer uh, and as a preacher. Mm -hmm. And I believe all believers, really, 
should warn people, you know, that they know that's not saved to warn them about mm. hell. Yeah. I, I don't mean, you know, blasting them and, uh, you know, br- trying to bring condemnation on, but with love and compassion, mm-hmm. share the love of Jesus with them. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings them yeah. to repentance. Yeah. So uh, that's why we like to preach, you know, here mm-hmm. in our church, uh, God's a good God. Yeah. God's a merciful God. And, uh, you know, if you, uh, you will call upon him, he will answer. He said, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise turn them away. Yeah. So he offers us salvation. Mm-hmm. He offers us redemption so that we don't have to go to hell and suffer this kind of torment that we were just reading about here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and that you was talking about in um, Isaiah 66, mm-hmm. verse uh the latter part of verse 14, it says the hand of the Lord shall be known to his servants Mm -hmm. and his indignation or judgment or wrath to his enemies. And then it it goes on. It says, for behold, the Lord will come with fire Mm -hmm. and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire Mm -hmm. for by fire and by his sword, the Lord will judge all flesh and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Mm. And then if you go on to uh, uh, verse 23 and 24, it says, and it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from Mm. one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come up to worship before me, says the Lord. And they, that's those who are worshiping, shall go forth and look upon the corpses Mm-hmm. Of the men now, when it's talking about corpses, they're not dead. Mm-mm. That that they're 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 in agony mm-hmm. and pain. Yeah, it says they will look upon the corpses of men who have transgressed against me, for their worm does not die, mm-hmm. and the fire their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. They're suffering an undying judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that was. You know why I, I really, and I've had people say to me before, well, and you've probably had them say it to you. I'm sure Josh has, you know, and some of you watch it online. I'm sure you've heard this statement. Well, why would a loving God, if he's so loving, send me to hell? Well, he don't. Yeah. See, my question back to him is why wouldn't you want to do what that loving of a God says? Mm-hmm. Why would you not want to serve him? Yeah. You know, because the Bible talks about the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, which is what the Antichrist system, which we're already in, is pushing so hard. It's, uh, (coughs) and I talked a little bit about this Sunday, it's the quick, everything's so quick now. It's Mm -hmm. Mm self-gratification. I I can do this and get, I can feel good. I can do this and this will not not make me think about this. I can do this. It's all about going after money, Mm -hmm. which is power. And, and quick self-gratification. Where with God, yeah, God blesses us instantly. Sometimes he heals instantly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a process because he has to work the world out of us mm-hmm. so that he can get in us what he wants to put in us. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of been my thing is, I, you know, people have to understand that we're in the last of the last days. Yeah. 
And I don't want to be here, I, and I know I'm not going to be for the tribulation. I'm out. First bus, first load, we gone mm-hmm. at that trumpet sound. But for those that are left behind, when it comes down to having to take the mark of the beast, because it, it's going to be pressured. You're going to have to deal with your flesh because what would people do desperate things in desperate times? Yeah. If you, if you are about to starve to death, you, you, you'd be surprised what you'll do so you can get food. Yeah. You know, when it comes to, uh, well, I was watching a show last night that I, I've been into a series and they were going to, uh, assassinate the president on the show. But before that, for him to give information up, they were going to assassinate one of the Navy generals admirals Mm -hmm. and he the admiral told him said no matter what he said i signed to give my life for country and for president he -hmm. said don't you say a word so the president didn't but they ended up not killing him but they were gonna they put a noose around the president's neck and begin to lift him up so he was choking well he caved so it's when you when your life's put on the line Mm -hmm. people do desperate things Mm -hmm. but if in that time you've accepted Jesus and know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, even if it comes to you dying, it's okay. Because like you say, when Jesus took the key, when he ascended into hell, he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. So yet death, where's your sting? Where is your victory? There is none because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But for those that take the mark, and that's why people get get your life right now. Yeah. Don't waste time. Don't, well, I'm going to see how far I can go with, and I'll do it at the last minute. We're at the last minute. Mm-hmm. It could He could come before this podcast is over. Jesus could come, and we would be caught up in glory. And then you're left here to decide what's it going to be. Yeah. Choose now. Choose Jesus now, and you won't have to worry. That's right. Yep. It's a must. Yep. But um, but moving on from that, John saw this, and he describes that. And after that, he says, now here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God. And it goes on and says, I heard a, a voice from heaven saying to me, right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. And then I looked and behold a white horse. Well, I'm going to hit this right quick before we go to that. Cause that's jumping to the end there. Mm-hmm. But it's, this is talking about, I believe the martyrs during the tribulation. Yeah. So he's even saying, you know, during that time when you don't take the mark of the beast, if it comes down to you having to give your life, yeah, because they say either, denounce Christ, take the mark and die. Or if you can't get food and stuff and you Mm -hmm. die of starvation or something like that, he said, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. So from there on, they're blessed Mm because you're going to be in heaven. Yeah. But those things are going to happen, you know, but then he goes on and in verse 14 and he says, then I looked and behold a white cloud and on the cloud set one like the son of man having on his head a golden crown and his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the temple with a crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud and said, thrust in your sickle and reap for the time has come 
for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle and on the earth, and the earth was reaped. So looking at the verses 14 through 16 there, um, that to me, it, it, it's... Uh, it's it's talking about the this is the very last you know probably the last month the last few weeks of what the the uh of the tribulation yeah yeah and uh but you know there's a scripture too uh, it would come to me right now but uh talks about that Jesus is waiting patiently mm-hmm. to receive the fruit of the earth well what is the fruit of the earth Mm-hmm. It's believers, yeah. it's children. Mm-hmm. And so God is being patient at this time uh, to give a person every opportunity. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember uh, Dr. Hilton Sutton, mm-hmm. who was, uh, you know, a Bible teacher, and I believe a good one, one of the best that I ever read after, uh, he spent uh, over 50 years studying this book mm-hmm. and teaching, you know. And, uh, but, uh, you know, it, uh, there was a chapter that he talked about that the reason, you know, God, God wants every person mm-hmm. to make heaven. Mm-hmm. Of course, we know that there'll be many that won't because, uh, you know, it, like you were saying a while ago, is people will say, well, if God is such a loving God, such mm-hmm. a merciful God, why would he send me to hell? Well, actually, it's not him. Right. That's you send yourself Self. by mm-hmm. rejecting his son. Yeah. You know, and of course, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, the Bible's, and that, what you mean, what is blaspheming mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit? Uh, when you ascribe the works of the Holy Spirit to the devil, mm-hmm. uh, that you own dangerous ground. Yeah, you know. Now I know some have done it ignorantly because they yeah. didn't know, and they talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking mm-hmm. in tongues is of the devil and yeah. all that. It's because they they were not taught; they were ignorant, mm-hmm. and God will forgive that, you know. Yeah, but uh, you know, people and re, I believe rejecting Christ when when he's come to you by the Holy Spirit and he's dealt with you and spoken to your heart and you know that he's drawing you, he's wooing you, and you reject him time and time again, uh, that will send you to hell. Mm -hmm. But he gives you every opportunity to make it. And uh, Hilton Sutton had a chapter in one of his books about God has made it difficult for you to go to hell. In other words, he's built a barbed wire fence around (laughs) Around hell to keep you out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, but he talks about in that, that, uh, you know, God is so merciful. Mm -hmm. I I know there's a scripture in Romans uh, chapter 10, I believe it is, said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord Mm -hmm. shall be saved. And I had a guy that uh, I worked with uh, in Charlotte one time. I'd been witnessing to him. And uh, he said, uh, well, I'll wait. He said, 
you you can't you can't do that. You can't yeah. have that attitude. Cause mm -hmm. You don't know when he's coming. Right. You know? And he said, if uh, I'll wait and see if what you talking about happens, then I'll call on him. And be, mm -hmm. but the Bible says uh, you have to be the only way you can come to the Father is through Christ. But the Spirit of God has to be drawing them, yeah, wooing them. Mm -hmm. And I know from personal experience, uh, when I was in Vietnam, uh, you know, back in 1968, uh, you know, we, we would come under fire from the enemy. And, uh, you know, there was a, many a night I laid in a, a, a bunker and, you know, I was in that bunker by myself down at a gate, you know, mm -hmm. at, and uh, they would lock that gate down, and no, I was in charge. Nobody mm -hmm. comes in, nobody goes out, mm -hmm. no matter what. And uh, but I've laid there many a time and seeing the bullet tracers flying and the, hearing the rockets, you know, leave the side of the mountain. They were shooting mortars in on us and so forth, and. Uh, I cried out to God. Mm -hmm. I said, because I knew I was lost. Yeah. I, 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 I'd been in church enough. I knew, mm -hmm. you know, if I die over here, I'm going to hell. Yeah. And I wasn't under conviction. I was crying out to God because I was afraid. Mm -hmm. I said, God, please don't let me die over here mm -hmm. like this. I knew I'd go to hell. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, you know, I didn't get saved because I, I was calling on God, right. but I wasn't under conviction. It was yeah. just out of fear. Mm -hmm. But, you know, thank God, just not many years later, mm -hmm. uh, the Spirit of God, <laughs> I was calling on him, and there was a yeah, conviction of yeah. the Spirit there, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I got born again. But, uh, you know, you, you can't uh, mess around. Yeah, you you can't say, well, I, I'll 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 wait to a later time. You may not get another time, right? You know, the Bible says the Spirit of God will not always strive with a man, right? So when the Spirit of God, you know, deals with you, when He's uh, tugging at your heartstrings, as it were, uh, you know, you you got to listen. Mm -hmm. Revelations chapter three, and I believe it's verse twenty, says. Behold, yeah. I stand at the door and mm -hmm. knock. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Mm -hmm. That's when you need to open the door and say, "Come on in." Come on, in. yeah, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? yeah. And uh, so, and he said, "If you'll open the door of your heart, I will come in, mm -hmm. and I will sup with you, and you with me." Mm -hmm. And so, you you can't mess around and just think, "Well, I'll I'll put it off to a later." I'm on few more things I want to do, mm -hmm. you may not have time. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, why this, I really wanted people to understand that emphasis is, you know, there, there's a heaven to gain and there's a hell to shun. That's right. And, you know, we've talked about this on previous podcasts, but the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Is death. Mm -hmm. Well, if sin pays wages, so does righteous living. Yeah. And they pay a whole lot better, <laughs> you know. But um, that verses 14 through 16, I believe, is his, his probably gathering the last of the believers. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, 
when you look at verses 17 through 20, the last part of the chapter there, when the angel comes out from the temple of heaven, and it said another angel came out from the altar Mm -hmm. with uh, power over fire, and the other angel had the sharp sickle, this is where I believe it's going to be dealing with the the battle of Armageddon. Mm -hmm. Because you look down in verse 20, and it says the winepress was trampled outside the city and the blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridle for 1,600 furlongs. I don't know exactly how long a furlong is. You probably uh, probably do. But. I, I think I marked it down here. I figured it <laughs> one time uh, that it's... Uh, I've I've seen different measurements, uh, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, that they said, but somewhere between 175 to 184 miles. Yeah, I think my notes say 184 miles. So, yeah. let's for those of you watching, I'm going to create this picture for you so that you understand the wrath of God and that you don't want to be yeah. involved in it. And you think. Uh, it, I'll just say this, and then you go on and share what you had there. Uh, that the Valley of Megiddo mm-hmm. is where the the Bible talks about the mm-hmm. Battle of Armageddon will mm-hmm. be fought. And of course, you think about the millions, yeah, that will not only be there with the Antichrist, but the two million man army coming from the mm-hmm. on horseback. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. going to be horses. Uh, there in that valley as well as human beings. Mm-hmm. And then the armies from the north coming down to fight against mm-hmm. the Antichrist. And, you know, you think about uh, the slaughter. Yeah. I mean, and you can read Zechariah chapter uh, 14 and, it, uh, and see it gives a little bit description there of, of the, uh, you know, the... I guess the brutality mm-hmm. of what what's coming. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus himself said, except the tribulation of those days yeah. be shortened, shortened, they wouldn't be no flesh saved. Yeah. You talk, you're talking about wholesale slaughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm telling you, God is not losing this battle. <laughs> no. He never has lost one, and he's not going to lose this one. Yeah. And all the wicked that have rejected Christ, rejected God, and have received the mark of the beast, mm-hmm. they're going to be dealt with severely. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you think about how how deep the blood flow. Yeah. In that area. Yeah. And and uh, from description that the Bible, I know it seems like this is an outlandish statement. Mm-hmm. How could it possibly be? But the word of God declares it. Yeah. That is the yeah. blood is going to be bridled deep to all. And, and that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm no cowboy by any stretch of the means, but I've been around horses, rode horses, done things with horses. The average bridle on a horse is at least five foot tall. Yeah. I think, you know, they normally, uh, they call it, uh, 14 hands, hands. or 16 yeah. hands mm-hmm. high is a pretty big horse. Yeah. But, you know, you think about uh, the span of your hand, the span of a man's hand mm-hmm. is nine inches. Mm-hmm. And you, th- you think 
you know, two hands together, that's a pretty good yeah. span. 14 hands high, yeah. that's a big horse. Yeah, but you looking at five, you know, four, five, six foot, a hundred, five, six foot deep, 170 to 184 miles long. Mm -hmm. And 20 miles wide. And 20 miles wide. <laughs> full of blood. Yeah. Because it's the wrath of God being poured out on the evil and the yeah. wicked. You know, yeah. when we, uh, and I went to Israel uh, back in 1976, mm -hmm. and we went, uh, you know, to the Valley of Megiddo. We could stand up on the hillside and look. It's a vast, vast mm -hmm. area, but you think about the millions mm -hmm. that are going to be gathered there mm -hmm. and fight. Yeah. And so, uh, and they've probably not only human beings and horses, yeah. but there'll be other kind probably yeah. camels and different kinds yeah. of animals there mm -hmm. that uh, Eastern uh, people ride, ride you yeah. know, in the desert and mm -hmm. so forth. Uh, it, it, it sounds uh, like it's, it couldn't possibly be, but the word of God declares it. Mm -hmm. And so in order to escape, the mark of the beast and all of this, the battle of Armageddon, when the wicked are destroyed, the wicked of the earth and the Antichrist and his armies, uh, you need, you got to accept Christ. Yeah. Don't put it off another minute. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, the, really the gist and all this. And I, that's why I say some people say, well, if we're not going to be here, wh why do we need to study the book of revelations? Because there's people even that, that are saved are still struggling with sin. Mm. They're still fighting against the flesh. Mm. And it, look, folks, we have to make that. I've said it, I don't know how many times from the pulpit, I've said it Sunday, he's either Lord of all no, or he's not. not Lord at all. No. Give him every area of your life, your finances, mm. your, your health, your family, your job, your thoughts, every part, your total being, you surrender it to God and get so far in him that the world doesn't even recognize you. All they see is Jesus and you don't have nothing to worry about. Yeah. You know, but everybody wants to make it out like that's just so hard to do. Well, once you learn to control your flesh, it's not hard to do. Not saying you're not going to make some mistakes here and there, you know, but it, it's, it's when you, when you, serve God and you fall in love with him and fall in love with this word, you don't want to do wrong. Mm -hmm. You Everything you do, you want it to be pleasing unto the master, unto the yeah. father. And that's the kind of life that you want to be living when, when, when God nudges Jesus and says, go on and get them. Mm -hmm. And then when that trumpet sounds, well, we caught up Yeah, and we won't have to worry about, it. but you need to understand what's going to be happening in those times. I think, just so it, it, it concretes and solidifies that, hey, I don't want to be here. So I'm yeah. going to make sure <laughs> that I am in Christ and I'm in love with him and I know his word and I'm going to try to convince and, and, and preach to as many people as I can that they need the Jesus that we serve because he's changed my life. And if you'll accept him, he'll change yours as well. That's right. He's so merciful. Yeah. You know, like you said earlier, we serve a good God. Yeah. I'm telling you, it. 
The only thing I hate, and I think anybody else could ever say it, is I wish I'd have fell in love with him like this a lot sooner. Oh, I, I wish I had. <laughs> I know for sure. You know, but uh, and it's fun serving God. Yeah. I mean, I, they, they ain't one thing I miss mm-hmm. from the world. Everything that God has replaced that I give up is far better than what it was I give up. I'm yeah. telling you, he is just, he's phenomenal. So if you watch it online and you you may be saying, well, you know, I still struggle with this or I still struggle with that, you may be watching online you may say, I've, I had never accepted Christ. We're, we're going to take these last few moments and, and we're going to pray. And when we pray, you just repeat the prayer and you it's real simple and you just ask Jesus into your heart. And if you want to rededicate your life, you pray the same prayer. And I believe that from this night forward, if you pray that with us, all you watching online, you, you can pray it as well. You know, it's going to change your life and you're going to see a difference. So we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Father, we come to you tonight. And for those watching online, Father, we're confessing that we, we've sinned, we've fallen short, we've missed it. And those who are watching online, you just say this simple prayer. Say, Father, Father, I ask you, I ask to you come and live in my heart forever. To come and live in my heart forever. I, I confess that I'm a sinner. I confess that I'm a sinner. In need of a savior. In need of a savior. I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you as my Lord. As my Lord and my Savior. And my Savior. And Father, they've said this simple prayer. And we believe that when they confess you as their Lord and Savior, that you will come into their heart right where they're at and you will become their Lord and Savior so that they won't have to face the persecution that's coming in this world, the tribulation, but they can be with you in glory, that they can spend eternity with you and not have to know the pain of death and not have to know the pain of hell, the unquenchable, undying judgment that would be upon those in hell. So, Father, as this goes out into the airways, we believe that your spirit will fall into those homes where they're watching or into the cars as they're going down the road, maybe listening, that you'll just be with them, just wrap your arms around them and let them know that you heard their cry, you heard their prayer, and that you are now Lord of their life and you are there with them to live and abide with them forever. And we give you all the praise, honor, and all the glory for it. In your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Well, if you did that, we, we'd like to keep up with you. You can send us a message if you're watching on Facebook or, or YouTube. Reach out to us. Let us know, hey, I prayed that prayer. I rededicated my life. Or, hey, I prayed that prayer and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm saved. We want to celebrate with you because the Bible says that when one comes to the kingdom, there's a massive party being thrown in heaven right now. So if you said that prayer, there's a party being thrown with great rejoicing in heaven for you right now. You're one of the kingdoms. You're one of Jesus's brothers and sisters. You're God's son or daughter, and he loves you. Listen, guys, do your part. Help us hit the like button, hit the share button. You can spread the gospel all across the world just by clicking a button. Now, how easy is it to preach the gospel just by (laughs) clicking a button? (laughs) We'll do the hard part. You do the easy part. But together, we're going to reach the lost for the kingdom of God. Until next week, we'll see you. Have a blessed one.
Amen.